0: Hello, beautiful people. I am so excited to bring to you an exciting event I'm gonna be having on August the 4th. It is going to be in the Middle Tennessee area. So if you are around this area, I would love for you to come out. It's called the Forgiveness Brunch. And I started thinking like, why is forgiveness so important? And I was thinking about how forgiveness is one of those things that's hard to do. If someone wrongs us, we innately want to hurt them back. And lots of times that's what we do. Or, you know, we say we've forgiven someone or simply act like we don't care anymore. But in reality, we really do. So right now, I've noticed our culture is all about being petty, cutting people off, and running from conflict. But in order to live our most authentic best life. We've got to learn how to work through some of those things. That's what the Forgiveness Brunch is all about. It's about working through our issues with each other, working through our issues with ourselves. You never know who you need to forgive. Sometimes you're your own worst critic and you're holding yourself back. So that's why I am bringing you the Forgiveness Brunch again on August the 4th. Our keynote speaker is a dynamic woman out of Memphis, Tennessee named Dr. Brenda Caldwell. I have three amazing panelists that are going to be on talking about their forgiveness story. That is Brittany Taylor, Quita Jones, and Shaquilla Eder. And I cannot wait for you guys to come out, hear what they've got to say. We're going to have some good music. We're going to turn up a little bit. We're going to have some great food. We're going to have some great fellowship, and not to mention unlimited mimosas. So again, August the 4th in the Middle Tennessee area, the Forgiveness Brunch. If you want more information on tickets, go to the website, That Again, that is MissSystonomics.com. Hope to see each and every one of you all there. All right, let's start the show. M- M- Systemomics weekly podcast that focuses on the three E's, educating, encouraging, and empowering listeners on how to live their best authentic life. I'm your host, Ashley Natrice, and let's start the show. Hey guys, what's up beautiful people? This week, Ashley likes... My God's Got Me playlist. So if you've seen the title of the podcast this week, I am talking about my forgiveness story. I'm going through some scenarios where I've had to learn how to forgive others, scenarios that I've had to learn how to forgive myself as well as God. And I think forgiveness and understanding God's grace and mercy go hand in hand. And I think it's very important to have songs that remind you of how good God is, that in spite of ourselves, he's always there to help us out, to help guide us and lead us and direct us. So I have this playlist, and it's my God's Got Me playlist, and I've worked on putting this playlist together for probably two or three years. And I'm going to make it public, and I want to share it with you guys because it has gotten me through many, 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 many storms. And it's many different artists, different songs. But I think once you hear it, you'll understand why I titled it God's Got Me. There are songs in there about forgiveness. There are songs in there that will help uplift you. There's worship songs in there. It's just a lot of different um, songs that kind of help you make it through different trials and tribulations that life throws at you. They say that you're either coming out of a storm or you're going into a storm. And I feel like anytime I turn this playlist on, there's some song on the playlist that resonates with my spirit that helps me get through whatever stage I'm going through, whether it's joy, it's sadness, it's grief, it's unforgiveness. It's just so many different things that this playlist touches on. And I just thought it would be great to share it with you all so you can take a listen to it. So I will definitely link the playlist in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. This week, what Ashley likes is my God's Got Me playlist on Apple iTunes. Hey guys, it's Ashley. Just wanted to hop on really quick before um, we started the episode. This episode is one where I am being really, really transparent and letting you all into my life. I'm talking about my own forgiveness stories. And um, I wanted just to make sure that you all understood before you started listening to the episode this week that Forgiveness is very tough. It is very hard. It's a process. I mean, it takes some of us a little longer to forgive certain people because of maybe the amount of pain and hurt that we've suffered. But it's very important that we get to a point that we can do that. And I'm so happy that I feel like God has given me the challenge to bring forgiveness to the world in my own little way, in my own little space and I appreciate you guys being open and willing to have the forgiveness conversation. It's very important for us to remember that we can forgive others even if they don't forgive us because we're not always the innocent parties in everything that goes on in our lives. We mess up too, we make mistakes. We hurt people just as much as they hurt us. And in that process, we have to learn to forgive ourselves for being human and learn to forgive ourselves for the mistakes that we make. So as you listen to my story today, I hope that something will resonate with you. I hope that there's something or a situation that you can relate to. I'm not having this conversation just so I can tell you guys my business. I'm really having the conversation because no one has ever had the conversation with me about forgiveness. No one has ever really been vulnerable and open with me on how I go about forgiving people and how much it can... Help free me up in my life. And this isn't something that I am done with. It's a continuous process. I'm in the process of forgiving some really close people in my life right now that hurt me deeply. And I don't know how long it's gonna take for me to get over it, but I am grateful for knowing that I know how to take the steps to get there and that I'll eventually make it. So, a few things that I just want you to keep in mind as you listen to the episode today is that when it comes to forgiveness, one, you have to acknowledge that you're hurt, that you're disappointed, that you're angry, that you're sad, you have to acknowledge that first. And second, you have to validate your feelings. Don't try to suppress them. Don't try to push them down. If you feel a certain type of way, you feel a certain type of way. Whether that's an eye for an eye and you want to seek revenge on them or you want to go off on them, whatever it is, feel validated in that, but don't act on it. That's the key. You can feel it because most of the time, those feelings are temporary. They only are going to last so long. But don't act on those things. Anger, sadness, wanting to hurt people back the way that they hurt you are actually very natural feelings for us as human beings. It's part of who we are. We feel that. It's that like caveman mentality. We feel that. But as human beings who know better, we do better. So you can feel something, but you don't have to necessarily act on it. The third thing I want you guys to keep in mind as you listen to the episode is to give yourself some space. If you need to forgive someone, give yourself some space to do that. If you need to journal, if you need to pray, if you need to go to therapy, if you need to find a friend to vent to, take the time, give yourself some space to work through that. And the fourth thing, don't rush the process. Forgiveness is on your own terms and on your own time. No one can tell you when or how to forgive someone. The important thing is that every day you take a step to, to make some progress because you don't want to stay stuck in that place of anger or unforgiveness. You want to be working towards getting to the place where you can forgive someone and move on and let it go. But I know it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And the last thing I want you guys to remember is just to learn to let it go. Some of the situations that I'm talking about today, it's taking me years to finally let it go. But when I tell you how free I feel that I'm no longer holding on to that, holding on to the unforgiveness for those people, it has helped me to live a better, more fulfilling life. It has opened up doors for me to receive people who are here to help me and not to harm me It's allowed me to let go of some things that probably would have held me back from being prosperous in those relationships and in certain aspects of my life. So learn to let it go. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you guys understand that I'm just trying to share a little bit with you what I wish someone would have shared with me and I hope you all can take something away from it. If you hear in the background, is, I need you to survive because we all need each other to survive. We got to be careful with the words that we use when we speak to each other. We got to be careful with the words that we use when we speak to ourselves. So enjoy the episode, you guys, and I will talk to you soon. beautiful people. It's your girl, your host, Ashley Natrice. Hope you all have had a great week so far. So Today, I am going to be honest, y'all. I'm a little anxious. I am a little uneasy. I actually cannot believe I am hopping on the mic today to share some of this information with you guys. And I decided like, I really need to pray hard before I get on here and talk about this because I know the last few episodes I've talked about living your authentic life, being honest and being transparent and being vulnerable. And I know you guys, if you listen to the episode, the first part of this was talking about the forgiveness brunch that I have coming up and I'm recording this on a Monday So the Forgiveness Brunch would not have happened yet by the time you guys hear this. So it's coming up this Saturday and I am super excited. And I was thinking to myself, I'm having a Forgiveness Brunch. And I know people are thinking, where did a Forgiveness Brunch A come from? And B, for me, it's important for me to tell my own forgiveness story. I don't think I can have a Forgiveness Brunch and have it go the way that I want it to go, have it go the way that I think God wants it to go without opening myself up to talk about my own forgiveness story. And I have three amazing panelists that are going to be on that are going to be sharing their testimonies and telling us their stories. And my keynote, Dr. B, is going to really, she's going to bring it home, y'all. If you're coming, I am so excited for you to hear her. And my forgiveness story includes her. So I thought, okay, Saturday, we've got a lot going on, but I want people to really, truly understand why I decided to have the Forgiveness Brunch. So what better way to give that information to you guys so you have it and you know the purpose behind the Forgiveness Brunch. Other than me recording a podcast about my own forgiveness story, and I've referenced going to therapy, a lot in my last few episodes, and it's going to be an underlying underlying theme in my podcast, so just get used to it because I feel like it is just, it really has helped um, save my life if I'm just being truly honest with you guys, and so a couple of years ago, I had this feeling, this push- from God that said, Ashley, you need to go to therapy. And I'd always kind of thought maybe I should go because I've had some things, y'all. I have had some really tough things happen to me in my life, things that I've had to learn how to deal with and push through. And because I am that quote-unquote superwoman that I've talked about before and I'm a perfectionist and I like to save face a lot of times. A lot of what I have gone through, I've pushed down and I have tried to avoid dealing with some of those issues. So Dr. B comes into this because I attend an AME church and one of our sister churches in Memphis has this huge women's retreat every year. And probably, I would say maybe about five years ago, my church started to go. and This was the first time I got to see Dr. B in action and do her forgiveness workshop. And at the time when I went to, maybe it wasn't five years ago, I would say maybe six years ago. So at the time when I went to her first workshop, I went with one of my good friends And we were sitting in there and you know how somebody is talking to you like they're knocking on your door, but you're not really quite ready to answer yet. And Dr. B was knocking on my door because at that time I was really holding on to some unforgiveness, some anger, some sadness towards my ex. And before I start into that whole story and I continue on with a couple of other stories, when I decided to do this podcast, Ashley decided to do the podcast. No one else decided to do the podcast but me. So I try to make sure that I am sensitive to the people that are in my life, that I'm sensitive to how they feel about certain topics, so anyone that I'm discussing today, I've already given them a heads up to say, hey, you're going to be on the podcast. So I just want to let you know how you feel about that. And, you know, they haven't said anything about it because at the end of the day is my experience is what I'm going to be talking about. They have their experience. And what do they say? You know, got your side. They got their side. And then somewhere in between is the truth. But I'm far enough removed from some of these situations that I think is worth sharing with you guys. And my ex happens to be one of those people that I had the conversation with to let him know I was gonna have our story on the podcast because it's not just my story, it's our story together. And I was gonna talk about it. So if we circle back to the first session where I saw Dr. B, I was really going through a hard time with him because he had been diagnosed with cancer and that was a very scary time in my life. And I really hope that I can make it through this podcast without getting too emotional because it was at a time where I think we probably had been together four or five years at that point. And I remember sitting in the room with him when the doctor came in and she was a very blunt, direct, she ain't had that good of um bedside manner. And she just point blank told us, you have cancer, there's no cure for it. And we're going to work on putting a plan together to address, because he had tumors and some other things going on as well, to get rid of the tumors, to have surgery. And, you know, we'll be in to give you a follow-up. And I remember sitting in the room with him, and I don't know how long time passed and we were just stuck. We were just, we didn't know what to say, you know, at the time he was in his early 20s. I was in my early 20s. You don't ever think that you're going to go to the doctor because your hip is bothering you. And then you fast forward and you realize like you have cancer and they tell you there's no cure. His mom wasn't in there with us, his grandmother, his siblings. It was just a random like drop by of the doctor. It wasn't a call in of the family to let us know what was going on. She just came in and told both of us. And it was an eerie moment because it was like at that moment, I realized life can change literally in an instance. We actually have kind of similar personalities with things. So we didn't even talk. We We just sit there. I think I got up and I said, you know, I need to step out for a moment. I'll be back. Are you going to be okay? And he said, yeah. And I remember I went out. I called my parents. No one answered. And I called one of my best friends. And when she answered the phone, like the amount of pure, like, fear that came out of me on the phone. I'm so grateful for her for answering the phone that day. Because it was a whirlwind of time dealing with removal of tumors and removal of this and radiation. And, you know, I was having nightmares every single night that he was going to die. Every night I could not sleep. I was having nightmares that he was going to die. He was so needy of me that I had to go... And stay with him every night while he was in the hospital. Like I had them little like quick wash-up showers, you know. I would go to my aunt's and take a little quick wash up and go back to the hospital and sleep and stay there with him. And I don't even know how long we did that because some of this I have completely blocked out, I would be super honest with you guys. But it was just a really tough time. It was a really scary time for him and his family and for me because we didn't know what was gonna happen. When he got out the hospital, this is where things turned left. He really had like a YOLO moment. And he did some things that he should not have done with some people that he should not have done it with. And at the time, I just was so kind of grateful that he was alive and doing as well as he was given the diagnosis and everything that I knew about his situation that I don't even think I was able to process the actions he had taken. So the day that it finally hit me, what he really did and the extent that he did it with the person that he did it with. I was so numb at the moment, like, I couldn't fathom how I have been with you through this whole ordeal, like, life and death ordeal, and you go out and you do this to me. I couldn't understand that. And so we didn't really have a lot of conversation after the moment that I figured out that what I had been told was true, I just ended it. Now, I'm not going to say I ended it and we didn't try or, you know, is it if by this time, we were like six years in. That's a long time to be with somebody. That's a long time to be with someone that you kind of imagine your life with them. You imagine having children. You imagine buying a house. You imagine... You know, living your happily ever after with this one person, but they betray you and now you got to pick up the pieces. So I had a lot of anger and sadness inside of me from that relationship. And it took me a long time to get over that. A long time, like until I started going to therapy long time because I had to work through that situation. But I tell you guys this to let you know that forgiveness is real. Like Forgiveness isn't about the other person. It's about you. And that sounds so cliche, but I have learned when it comes to forgiveness that it's really an act of self-love. The more that I held on to my anger and my frustration with him, I mean, it was like every single time I had a conversation with him, I was popping off. We four or five years out from what has happened and I was still going in like it had just happened yesterday. He could just say, you know, Hey, how you doing, Ashley? And I'm like, you remember when you did. You know, I'm going full throttle on him every single time we had a conversation. And I realized, like, I gotta get myself together. I have to figure out a way to move past this with him, or I am never gonna find anybody else <laughs> because I'm gonna have so much baggage. I'm gonna have so much anger. And frustration that any other man that comes in my life, they're gonna take the brunt of his mistakes. They're gonna take the brunt of his wrongdoings, you know? And so when I went to see Dr. B, that was the first time that it really hit me. Girl, you gotta you gotta let this go. You gotta find your way. Past this situation with him, because if you truly love yourself, you are hurting yourself. He's doing what he's doing with whoever he's doing it with at this point. You know, it's none of my concern because we're no longer together, but he has moved on in his life, and you need to move on in your life. And I got that from seeing Dr. B the first time. That was that first little inkling that, you know, maybe I need to go see somebody. Maybe I need to, you know, work through this situation. So that was Dr. B the first time I went to see her. The next year I went to see her. I had some issues in my family. And it went bad at that point in time. And so that's when I learned, oh, forgiveness ain't just about when you need to forgive your significant other. Forgiveness sometimes are for family members who hurt you, and they don't even realize the the depth in which they've hurt you, and you may not realize the depth in which you which you have hurt them. So the second time I saw Doctor B, she taught me that I needed to understand that forgiveness can also lead to some restoration in your life. And I needed to restore some relationships in my life with my family members. I needed to let my pride and my ego get out the way. I needed to set those aside to make sure that I was in alignment with who God wants me to be. And I couldn't be that person If I was having all of this animosity towards people that I interact with, people that I love, like I'm going to ride out regardless, you know, if somebody says something about them, I'm going, you know, zero to 100. But I wasn't being that for them when it was just me and that person. And I needed to get that together in order to have some peace in my life. Like, forgiveness gives you some peace. Like, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Like, that's what forgiveness can do for you if you allow God to enter in and help heal your heart from it. And so that was the second time I saw Dr. B. And the third time I saw Dr. B was forgiveness for my friendship. I'm about to be 31 years old, so I have had many friends come and go. I've had fallen outs. I've had knockdown drag outs. I've had the cut off, the teen petty, and all of that. And one of the things I was thinking to myself was, when it comes to our friendships as women, we have a really hard time forgiving our friends for stuff. Now, my ex at the beginning of all of this, that wasn't the first time he had done some things, and I had forgiven him a lot, okay? You know, we didn't move past it. I can pop off of him, go in at him, you know, that meme where you, like, look at him sleeping, you thinking about doing something to him, harming them in some type of way, but then you learn how to get past it. So for some reason, we can do that with men, If we love them, we can look past some things. We can have arguments and disagreements because I think in society, we understand that when you're in a relationship with a significant other, that conflict and disagreements and things are going to come up. So we're a lot more willing to move past those things because we expect that that's going to come up. And our friendships, I don't think that sometimes we expect to go through those same emotions. It's still a relationship. It's still something that you have to grow and you have to cultivate. The same thing with your family. Those relationships don't just happen because you happen to be blood related. Like You have to grow and you have to cultivate and you have to talk and communicate and you have to allow people to to grow from what you have previously seen them in. You know, if you've always been with someone from day one and they grow and they evolve and they change and they have their own experiences and they go to college or they get a a new job or they have children or whatever it is, they're not the same person that you started out with five, 10 years ago. And if you don't pay attention to that you may not recognize that this person is growing and evolving and that they're changing and you guys may not be doing it at the same time. Friends and family. And I think we have this expectation of that happening in our relationships with our significant other, but we don't have that same expectation when it comes to our friends and our family. So when conflict and disagreements and things happen and we feel like this person did this to me or this person did that to me we don't really know how to resolve that because we get in this mindset that hey we're always gonna be great you know me and my girl we ain't never gonna get into it like if we do get into it it'll be over something really little we'll bounce back until you had that one really big blow up and you realize oh man We got to do some work. Like I got to do some work to make sure that we get back on track. And I think we fail to do that. We're quick to forgive the men in our life, but we are hard on our girlfriends. We are hard on them. If they make a mistake, if they disappoint us, if they do something that we don't agree with, we are much more likely to be quick to cut them off and to move on from them than we are if we had that same conflict with the man. Now y'all may not agree with me on that, but in my experience, because I have done it and I've had it done to me, I think that's the case. I think we don't give our girlfriends enough grace to make mistakes and to bounce back from those mistakes and to grow from that. We just see each other in one light. And if we do something that doesn't quite fit what we think that that person should be doing, or if they don't react to us in the way that we think they should react, then we just say, I'm done with the relationship. You'll throw a whole five, six, ten-year relationship down the drain because you have one disagreement with your girlfriend, you'll cut her off. And then you'll look up, and you won't even realize why y'all got into it. But that man, you'll have 5, 10, 15 disagreements with him, 1,500 disagreements with him, and he's still in the picture until he ain't in the picture no more (laughs) because he done messed up so much that you kind of finally got to the realization that you need to let him go. And you sitting up here thinking, dog, like, I don't even know why me and her fell out. It probably really wasn't over something that serious, just some miscommunication just some stubbornness in some, I just don't want to sit down and have this tough conversation with you. This is why you hurt me. This is why I feel like you hurt me. And when you have those conversations, you got to do it from a place of listening first and responding after you've actively listened to what the person has said. Because we get into conflict with people and we just are ready to spit back out what we think. We're not even listening to what the person is saying. We're just forming, you know, our response. You know, I'm ready. Like as soon as she get done saying what she had to say, I'm going to tell her this. So you haven't even listened to what she was saying. You just spitting it out. Boom, 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 boom. You got your your points ready to go. You did this to me and you did that to me and you did this to me. But y'all. How often do you stop and you think and you listen to what the other person is saying to you? Because a lot of times, each one of y'all are right to a certain extent. You're just seeing it from different points of view. And so when I saw Dr. B the third time, I realized like, okay, I think it's time. I think it's time for me to go to therapy. I think it's time for me to go to learn how to let go of some of this stuff that's holding me back because it wasn't just holding me back in dating from my ex situation or from having good relationships with my family or with my friends. It was spilling over into my career. It was messing with my self-confidence because I was letting things that people had said to me and holding on to those things that were not true. It was messing with my own thought process of myself. So I had to go and figure out how to get Ashley right. I went into therapy thinking, I'm going to tell her about all these things that people did to me. And I walked out from those sessions realizing the part that I played in it. So that brings me to... The three things that I want to talk to you guys about today when it comes to forgiveness. And I learned this when I went to therapy is that I had to learn how to, number one, forgive the person, number two, forgive myself, and number three, forgive God. So, one, I had to learn how to forgive the other person, number two, I had to learn to forgive myself. And number three, you had to learn how to forgive God. And number three, when I first started doing these forgiveness exercises, i like, why am I forgiving God? But, y'all, sometimes you got to learn how to forgive God. You just do. So let's talk about it. So number one, you got to learn how to forgive the other person. Holding on to the things that people have done to you. Um a lot of times the reason why we're so um set on holding on to the stuff and not forgiving people is really because we love them so much or we care about them so much that our disappointment in them um makes us want to it hurts us that we're so disappointed. Right, it hurts us that they hurt us. It hurts us that we had this expectation of them and they didn't meet our expectations. But sometimes what we fail to do is realize that maybe they didn't intentionally try to hurt us. Um, so we create these stories about why they did what they did. We create these elaborate like backstories in our head that they did this because of this reason and they did this because of that reason and they just wanted to, you know, hurt me or they a hater or they just ain't they ain't my real friend. They ain't really there for me. Like they said they was there for me. We create this false story in our minds and we start to believe that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the other person was doing. That may not have been their intention. But because we're not that great at communicating and listening to what the reasoning may be or having a tough conversation, it's more comfortable for us to make up our own story and our own narrative to go with how we're feeling. We start trying to read their mind and trying to you know, put on them why we think they did what they did instead of just going to them and asking them. So when we're upset with other people, we have those emotions of anger, sadness, betrayal. We think we can't trust the person anymore. That disappointment comes in and we get stuck. And we feel like, If I forgive this person for doing this to me, then I'm letting them off the hook. If I forgive them, then I'm saying that what they did is okay, right? And that's not true because you're forgiving them for yourself. You're forgiving them for your own peace of mind. You're not forgiving them so they can feel better. You're forgiving them So you can feel better. I like to think about it like this. Sometimes we got to step into the other person's shoes. To understand maybe why they did what they did. We just get so focused on us and what the other person did to us. That sometimes we forget what we did to them. And I think we have to be honest with ourselves when it comes to forgiveness for other people. I remember... A few, probably a a couple of months ago, I was having this conversation with someone and it really struck me, um, their response to me, because I had a situation with one of my friends that we had a huge, huge blow up about this time last year. Huge blow up. Before we could resolve our issues, I had my episode where I almost lost my life. So I can't even imagine if the roles were reversed and that was her and it was me, considering how huge our disagreement was. If I got a phone call saying that she was in the hospital fighting for her life, I don't know how I would have handled that given the circumstances. So I I don't know how she was able to make it through seeing that I was the one that was laying in the hospital bed fighting for my life. And we had literally had our biggest blow up three days before I went down. And the thing about friendship is it is tested sometimes. And she showed up for me regardless of what we went through with that disagreement, she showed up for me in a way that I could never repay her for showing up for me. And it's something that I will always remember. But a part of my injury caused me to have memory loss. So I totally forgot about the whole situation. Like totally forgot about it. I knew like in my subconscious something had happened But the details of what happened, I had completely lost that memory until the memory came back to me about four or five months later. I was just literally watching something and boom, like the whole memory, like the whole flood of information came back to me. And I got mad and angry all over again, like it had just happened because I just remembered what happened. And when I tell you I was heated, I was heated. I was fired up. It was just like all over again, all the emotions, all the sadness and the disappointment and um, the distrust, all of that came raging back in me. And I will be honest with you. And I think. We need to be more honest about our feelings and give ourselves permission to feel how we feel. And no one can take away how you feel. Like If you don't get anything else from this podcast today, is that allow yourself to feel the feels because if you allow yourself to feel the feels and you're not holding it in and you're not bundling it up and acting like it's not there, it's much easier for you to let it go. But if you don't address it, if you don't, if you don't allow yourself to feel it then it's going to eat you alive cuz it's going to stay in you and i remember telling this person like when i remember what what happened like i wanted to seek revenge <laughs> like i wanted to go back and hurt her as bad as she hurt me like i wanted to be like teen petty like Floyd Mayweather, 50 Cent Petty, like that level of pettiness, that's what I wanted to have in me because I was just so furious and so hurt. I mean, I was so hurt and disappointed in what all that went down that I wanted to inflict that same hurt and disappointment and anger towards this person. It was the eye for an eye. That's what I wanted to do to her. And I remember telling this person this, and they told me, you know, I can't trust you because, like, why would you want to have revenge against somebody? Like, I I can't trust you since you said you wanted to have revenge against her, uh, revenge against her. And what I realized in that situation was, I'm not gonna take on that person's judgment. Because there's a key in all of this. I said, I wanted to. I didn't say I did it. I said, I wanted to. That was my first initial human reaction is to go after that person as hard as I felt like they had come after me. But I didn't act upon it, okay? I didn't act upon it, but I allowed myself to feel those feelings because I had forgotten everything that happened for like six months, (laughs) So I allow myself to sit in that, kind of wallow in it in a minute. Like, you know what? Girl, let me get through this. And I am appreciative of that person for allowing me to get through that, you know? Allowing me to kind of feel my way through it, to go through the the ups and downs and the roller coaster of those emotions. Because I needed to do that in order to get to a place where my mind and my heart were clear of what had happened so we can move on in our relationship. Because she's had the time to process the things that I had done to her or the, the things that I had said to her because I am not an innocent party in any of this. You know, it was uh, equal on both sides. So she had more time to process what had happened. move forward and she allowed me to have that time to move forward as well and so with forgiveness you got to do it on your own time it's not up to nobody else to tell you a how you should feel if they're gonna judge you because they're because you're venting to them and you tell them how you feel about something then you just learn I can't vent to this person anymore this person is not a safe space for me to vent to doesn't mean they're not a good person. It doesn't mean that they still can't be your friend. It just means that they're not a person that you can have those types of conversations with going forward because you feel judged. You may not have anybody you can talk to that about, but talk to the Lord. You know, the Lord, he hears all. Trust me, I'm not just saying that to be cliche. He really does, or journal, because I had to journal. I had to get my frustration and get my anger out. And I had to talk to my therapist to help me work through it. To let that go because I had to make a decision. Is this a relationship that's worth keeping to me? If this is a relationship worth keeping to me, then I got to do some work on my end to get my heart back right with that person. I got to do some work on my end to let go of this so this doesn't hinder our relationship going forward. And I was able to work through that and to do it and understand that this is normal Having a disagreement with your girlfriend is normal. It's a part of growing, it's a part of getting better. The thing that I learned is be careful who you go to to seek advice, but do what you got to do to mend relationships. I saw someone post this and I posted it back. It's like, it's okay for you to be in conflict with somebody or to be at odds with somebody and mend a relationship? What happened to us learning how to be grown and mature and mend broken relationships? Why is that seen as you being fake or childish? Like, no, that is not being fake or childish. If you have gotten to a place in your life that you truly want to forgive somebody and you want to move on, do it. If you want to go have a drink with the girl the next day, do it. You know, move on. Life is too short to sit around and have grudges and be worried about if somebody else thinks you are being fake for allowing forgiveness to enter into your heart and you move on to mend a relationship that you want to mend. Every relationship should not be mended. You know, reconciliation is not the end all to every single relationship. I'm not saying that. Some people, you just have to learn how to forgive them and love them from afar. And that's okay as well. But you get to choose. No one else gets to choose that for you. You get to choose how you're gonna move forward in a relationship with someone. And the people around you, if they know the situation, if they cannot respect your choice, then they're not really down for you in the first place. They have to learn how to respect that this is your life and this is your choice. And if you choose to forgive that person and move on and reconcile, fine. If you choose to move on and just love that person from afar, because sometimes you got to do that, even with family. And I have seen that so much. You can love your family members, but if they are toxic people, You ain't got to be around them all the time. You don't have to be around them, period. If they not bringing something to your life, just because y'all are blood does not mean that you got to be friends with them or hang out with them or do things with them. If you protecting your peace for real, then you learn how to do what you need to do to let them know that you love them. But you also set your boundaries to say, you know, I love you, but I I just can't do certain things with you. And that's okay as well. So forgiveness isn't just reconciliation. Sometimes it's just learning how to love someone from afar. So forgiveness for the other person is really important. The next thing is forgiveness for you. You got to own your part in in the roles that you play and the things that happen to you. Because nothing just happens to you out of nowhere. A lot of times you allow certain things to happen. Like the relationship with my ex. There were many, 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 many signs that said, this is not the relationship for you. This is not the person for you. And I'm not saying he's a bad person because we are cool. We are good now. And I I think that the right person for him will work. And I would be extremely happy for him when he finds that person. So I'm not saying he's a horrible person, but what I'm saying is I stayed longer than I should have. It was something in me that I was not confident enough to walk away and love myself enough to not deal with the stuff that I was dealing with. So I can't put all the blame on him. Oh, he did this to me. He did that to me. Girl, you stayed longer than you should have, you need to own your part in it. You did some things, you did some popping off, you was smart enough at the mouth sometimes. Were you always treating him in the best light as well? No, I may not have been doing what he was doing, but I was not always the picture-perfect girlfriend either. So I had to learn to own my part in that relationship and to break down with my friendship. Did you always do the things that you should have done? Did you always say the things that you should have said? Did you run your mouth too much sometimes? Maybe you did. Maybe you need to check yourself and see, okay, how did I mishandle this situation? What could I have done better to avoid this situation from happening? What role did I play? I had to learn how to forgive myself. The biggest lesson I've learned how to forgive myself in is from the traumatic experience that I had. I'm coming up on a year on it, so it's fresh on my mind because it's almost here. And I promise you guys, I will go through exactly what happened in detail. But I've had to really learn how to be kind to myself through my recovery because. It's very easy for me to get hard on myself because I can't do things that I used to do. It's very easy for me to get frustrated and to get disappointed in myself because I have an expectation that I should be able to do certain things that I just I just naturally cannot do anymore. The forgiveness brunch came from me learning how to forgive myself for not being able to control what happened to me because I'm a control freak. And I kind of replay things in my mind. Well, what if I would have did this or what if I would have did that? And I have a lot of guilt that I'm working through. Guilt from my parents, the toll that my sickness took on them. Because they had to move in with me and live with me for about three or four months. Um, The guilt that I feel when I have certain things go on that triggers them. And I'm really, really trying not to get emotional. But y'all, you do not understand what it feels like to know that you are the cause of the most fearful thing in the people that you love, life. My parents, if I have certain things happen, I see the fear in them. I see the fear that I am going to die in their eyes. I hear the worry in my brother's voice, in my aunt's, and my uncles and my cousins that were right there with me through my whole experience. If I tell them, you know, I got this going on, I got that going on, I immediately see their bodies tense up and I see the worry on them. And that I feel guilty. I feel guilty that I took my family through that situation. And I know that it wasn't my fault. But I feel guilty that I am the cause of so much fear in my family. And I'm learning how to give myself some grace and forgive myself for feeling that way. Because I know it's not a valid way to feel. But that's one of the things that I'm working through. um, Learning how to forgive myself for breakdowns in other relationships stemming from my injury, you know, not understanding why can't people understand this is what I'm going through. Like, why are they being so mean to me? Why are they attacking me? Why are they leaving out of my life when I need them the most? If I would have never had this injury, if I would have never had this happen to me, then my life would still be the same. You know, I wouldn't be dealing with this. I wouldn't be dealing with people calling me a victim. I wouldn't be dealing with people not even trying, like, with an ounce of them to understand what I'm going on, what's going on with me. Like, I wouldn't be dealing with none of this. It's like, no, Ashley. Ashley. You've got to learn how to forgive yourself for something that you did not have any control over. You did not have any control over that. It was nothing you could have done to change that day. Nothing. So don't beat yourself up so much over something that you didn't have any control over. Y'all, I'm having to learn how to forgive myself. And I know I'm probably not alone. It's people who maybe have been in bad relationships or domestic violence. Maybe you aren't the mother that you want to be. Maybe you're not the wife that you want to be. You know, there's a lot of pressures on us to be these people. And if we don't live up to those expectations that we feel like others have of us, we can be really, really, really hard on ourselves. So I think you got to learn how to forgive yourself yourself. Give yourself some some grace. Give yourself um, a pass sometimes just to understand that you are human and that things happen and that's okay. You don't have to be perfect all the time. Things happen that you have no control over. It's not your fault. So you got to learn how to forgive yourself. All right, y'all. So I'm going to wrap it up with the last point. And that's learning how to forgive God. I am not going to be your holier than thou churchy Christian person. If you are coming on here every week to listen to that, I ain't going to be the person for you. Because I don't think that's real. And I'm going to keep it real, in my opinion. And I think you got to learn how to forgive God for some things. I can think about... Two instances in my life, one that happened eight years ago, no, 10 years ago, and one that just recently happened that I have been furious with God, angry with him, did not want to have anything to do with him. I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to seek him. I didn't want to, to hear from him. I was mad. I was hurt. I did not understand why he did what he did. Ten years ago, my Madea died. She was my great-grandmother. And she was the pillar of my family. She was our Everything. And she passed away in three months to the day that she passed away. My grandmother on my dad's side passed away. And I was really, really, really close to my grandmother. Everyone says that I look like her. I act like her. I walk like her. I talk like her. I was always right underneath her all the time. So I lost two of the most important women in my life within three months of each other. My grandmother, the day that she died, the night before, I had this feeling that she was going to die. I had this feeling that something bad was going to happen. So I told my dad that I was not going to work the next day and I was going to go to Nashville with him. And I remember going in into the room and she was just resting. And I sat there and I watched her and my cousin was in there with me. and We were just sitting there talking, chit-chatting, you know, see how her was doing. At the time, I didn't know that I knew she was going to die. I just knew I had this like push, this feeling like something bad was going to happen. And so I felt like I needed to be there. And I remember, like, holding her hand and, you know, just talking to her and stuff. And I don't know how much time passed, but I remember, like, seeing her take her last breath and the life leaving her body. And I don't know how long I sat there before I went and told my dad and my aunt, and I woke my cousin up because she had fallen off to sleep. And that moment... It changed my life because I was a mess after that. Again, superwoman, Miss Perfection, put on the face. And you would have never known that I watched my grandma die. I mean, I just was a moving, busybody, and I just went on, you know. I told everybody, and they were emotional, and I'm trying to help them. And, you know, I just kind of went into do it, actually, which I do. I go into this mode where I just do, 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 do. I don't sit down. And so that's what I did. And I remember I didn't see her. I didn't go up to see her at the... Wake, in the day of the funeral, I I was a mess, a mess. I was devastated, devastated. I remember going back to school and nobody knew really the depths of what I had gone through with losing both of my grandparents in the span of three months. So, you know, I was going through a really bad bout of depression and I didn't know I was going through a bout of depression. But I was, I wasn't eating. I was staying in my room all the time. Um, I was just sleeping like crazy. And that was tough because my friends around me they got upset with me and got mad with me because they thought I was just trying to ignore them and I was mean to them and I wasn't really fooling with them. But they just didn't understand that I was just really, really, really going through depression. Really going through depression where I just... I'm not going to say that I wanted to end my life. It wasn't anything like that. But I just didn't feel like I didn't have a purpose to live. I just was there and I remember being so angry with God. Like, how did you take them? How did you take both of them? Like I see my dear every week. You know, I see my grandmama almost every day. Like, how did you take both of them from me in the span of three months? My life turned upside down. Why did you take them? I was so angry with him, so mad at him. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to hear nothing about God. I just was like a walking zombie with grief. I was just crying all the time. I'm sure I was a horrible person to be around, but I didn't know I was depressed until one day God told me, take your tail back home. Literally, he He was like, wake up. You are transferring back to MTSU. You getting out of Chattanooga, you going back home. So make it happen. And I made it happen and I transferred. (laughs) I still went through a a really, really, really bad bout of depression. Then I, I went from losing a ton of weight to gaining a lot of weight to feeling bad about gaining a lot of weight. To losing weight. It was just, it was a tough probably two years. I couldn't talk about my grandmama without breaking down into just full-blown sobbing tears. I couldn't think about my idea without doing the same. You know, I was, I was like, I didn't even have time to grieve one. Like you, you took two of them. I was mad with God. And then we fast forward. And I'm in therapy, right? You know, I'm getting myself together. I'm getting my life together. You know, I have learned the coping mechanism for grief. Um, Because if I can be honest with y'all, this last year, the last 12 months, I have been grieving the whole time. My cousin died in May. I had my sickness in August. I had another cousin and I'm very close to my family. So it's not like distant distant cousins. These are like people who are in my life. Died suddenly in December, in September, while I was dealing with my issue, my pastor, who was also one of my closest friends and like a second father to me, the person that I can Talk to about anything. Like if I can't talk to my dad about it, I talked to him about it, was diagnosed with cancer. Beginning of the year, fast forward, my best friend is in a near fatal car crash. Then the pastor that I was just telling you about dies from cancer. And when he died, I remember getting a call. He's my pastor, right? He's my spiritual leader. He is my second father. He is my friend. Like we can kick it and talk for two, three hours and not know what time it is. You know, he's the one that his wife is like, Ashley, he acting up, go go tell him to get himself together. Like that's the type of relationship we had. And I get the call on my way in from work that he has passed and I damn near hyperventilate on the drive home. I had to call my brother. He had to talk to me till I got to the house because I I would have killed somebody that day driving. Like it was nothing but the Lord and my brother that got me home to got me home that day. I promise you. But after that, I remember walking into the house and collapsing on the ground. I had to crawl to get into my living room. I was so overtaken with grief. And I remember just saying like, I hate you, God. Like I remember saying that out of my mouth. How did you take him from me? How did you take him from us? I'm thinking about his kids and his wife and his grandchildren and my church and my family. And I'm thinking about myself and I was angry. I was angry, y'all. Angry. I have gone to therapy. I know what it is to forgive. (laughs) I know what it is to forgive. But in that moment, all of that went out the door because I was in so much pain at that moment. And the best thing about God is like, He knew I was going to react that way. And he still loves me in spite of, because he knew how much he meant to me and he knew how hurt I was. And he knew that I did not mean what I said. He just knew that I was grieving and anger is a part of the grieving process. And so I'm still dealing with that now. I'm still learning to forgive God for taking him away from me. A couple of nights ago, I remember something happening, and I went to pick up my phone to text him and say, you know, Rev, da-da-da, you know, happened. And I remember, like, picking up my phone, y'all, and his name is right there, and I reality hit that he wasn't here anymore. And I had to call my parents to calm me down because, again, emotion overflowing. And I sat back and I just asked God to help me to forgive him because I didn't understand the plans that he had for my pastor and I didn't understand. It wasn't for me to understand. So I'm having to ask God to help me to forgive him. (laughs) God, help me to forgive you for doing something that I don't understand. But that's okay. It's okay for you to be angry with God as long as you understand that He's going to give you the necessary tools to forgive him and to move on from it because his ways are not our ways. And so this whole conversation about forgiveness is that I hope you all can take away some of my stories. And understand that we all go through it. We all have things that we got to learn how to forgive others for. We all have things that we got to learn to forgive ourselves for. We all have things that we got to learn to forgive God for. But forgiveness allows us some peace. It allows us some joy. It allows us to live authentically because we're not holding on to things that don't serve us. Holding on to unforgiveness does not serve you in any capacity. It does not elevate you to the next level. It doesn't make your life any better. It does nothing for you. But it's a process to get through forgiveness. It's not going to happen overnight. You got to take it one day, one minute, one hour, one month, one year at a time Forgiveness for some people may take years. It may take years for you to forgive some people and other people. It may take you a couple of days to get over what they did. But give yourself the space to to work through it. Don't allow anyone to rush you through that process. And when you come to a point where you're forgiven, you've got to move on from it. I don't believe in... You forgive, but you don't forget. No, you've got to forgive and move on. It doesn't mean that you allow people to constantly run over you and to do the same things to you. You learn a lesson. But if you always throwing it back up in that person's face, I didn't forgave you, but I ain't forgot. Have you really forgiven them? If you want to forgive, then you've got to let it go and move on. If you really haven't forgiven just say, you know, I'm not quite there yet. I'm still working through it. I haven't quite got to the point where I need, that, where I can fully say that I have forgiven you. Because I know when I haven't forgiven someone, I feel it in my body. Like when I see them, I tense up a little bit. I may get a little anxious. The little butterflies are going. And that's a cue to me. I ain't quite there yet. You know, I still need a little bit more time. But when I see that person, And I know I've let go of that. I can come to them in peace. I can say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And if I want to actually reconcile the relationship, then I may reach out and see what we can do to, to get better and to move on from it. And if I realize that it's not a relationship that I want to reconcile, then I can truly be happy for them. If I see them growing and glowing and doing whatever they need to do, I can be happy for them with no animosity, with no um, need to be pity or to be revengeful towards them. I'm truly at peace with what's going on. And whatever that looks like for you is going to look like that for you. But forgiveness is so important because as I have learned to forgive people throughout my life, Over these past couple of years that I've been really working on this forgiveness. It has allowed me to have so much more clarity and so much more peace in my life. For a long time, I would go to the altar every Sunday and ask God for peace. Dear God, please give me peace. Please give me peace. Please give me peace. And he said, you got to learn how to forgive in order to get some peace because you holding on to some stuff. You ain't going to have peace in your life if you still hold on. I need you to learn how to let some of that stuff go. So I know this has been a little longer than my other episodes, but I really wanted to talk about my forgiveness stories. Um, it wasn't all of them. Um, it was just a few of them that I thought may resonate with you guys that you could reflect and could understand and that could... Um, Help show you that everyone has their own demons and their own battles that they fight. Be honest about what you're going through. Be vulnerable. Be transparent with the right people. Find people that you can be your true self with and let them know what's going on with you. So you can try to let go of some of that. People that are going to really support you in your forgiveness journey. People that are going to be there to help you and not hurt you people they are going to cheer you on, and but not throw what you have done or what you have said or what you have vented to them about back up in your face, because that doesn't help you. You need people that you can truly trust to say, girl, I know you didn't really mean that when you said that about him, you was just upset. <laughs> you need those type of people, but they'll also check you when you out of order. Like, you know, you was out of order when you said that you need to go get yourself together and you know, say I'm sorry. So we need a little bit of both. We need some balance in our life. We don't need yes people. We need people that'll check us, but you need people that's going to do that in love and not in spite. So if you have not gotten your ticket to the forgiveness brunch, there's still some time. This is going to be dropping on Thursday. The forgiveness brunch is on Saturday. So you got a little bit of time, but, um, Hopefully I'll be able to give you guys a quick recap of what we talked about, some um, things and some key points that I've learned from the forgiveness brunch, because I'm putting this together for me as much as I am for everyone else. I want to enjoy it and and learn some new things because I can always be growing in my forgiveness journey. It is never ending. You know, it's going to be another situation, another person, another conflict for me to deal with down the road. And I need to be as prepared as possible. And I can always get better. I can always grow and continue to strive to be the best Ashley I can be. And I hope that I continue to have people in my life that allow me to grow from my mistakes, allow me to get better than I was. If I make a mistake, they understand that, you know, she's just trying to do the best that she can. And so I hope you had those people in your life as well. Do not forget to join the Facebook group. It is Ms. Systemomics Podcast. I would love to continue the conversation. I know I shared a lot of my personal information today. So the people that I talked about, I want to thank you guys um, for allowing me to share our stories, allowing me to be transparent about my side, um, loving me enough to know that I wasn't going to bad mouth you or bad talk you. Just understand that, hey, things happen, life happens. Um, We have learned and we have grown from our experiences. And I am in great standing with everyone that I had a discussion about today. We are good. We are happy. Um, They are living their life. I'm living my life. And we still cool. And so um, I want to thank them for giving me the okay to discuss our stories and our journeys and I hope to see you guys on the next episode. Until then. M- M- Miss Thanks for checking out this week's show. Keep up with me. Check me out on Facebook at Miss Systemomics. On Instagram at Miss Dot and on the website where you can ask questions, Miss Until next time.